Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode is brought to you by the Marybody Online Studio. And did you know that you can get your first seven days completely free? There is no risk to join and you can cancel any time. So if you've been thinking about joining Marybody, if you want unlimited yoga, Pilates, meditation classes, anywhere, anytime, on demand, from the comfort of wherever you are, Marybody is for you, right, Emmy? Uh-huh. And, I mean, the best thing is that try it out. See what all the magic is about. Mm. See if it's for you. We know we're not for everyone. <laughs> but but if you're tuning into this podcast, we have an inkling you might like it. Yeah, I guess the magic with Marybody is that it is totally different from any other fitness program out there. It is movement driven by self-respect, self-acceptance, and above all else, joy. So let go of that punishment, let go of that slogging away at the gym. Marybody is totally different and we can't wait for you to feel the difference. Come and join us over at themerrymakersisters.com forward slash Marybody. All right, let's get into today's episode. This is episode 265 on the Get Merry podcast and we're super excited because it's not just us two in the studio today. We have the amazing Amber Hawken joining us, which you would have heard of. Like maybe a hundred episodes ago. <laughs> yeah, wow. It's about time we had you back on the show, Amber. Yeah, how are you? Oh, I'm so well and I'm so excited to be back here. I actually had like the memory on Facebook come up the other day yes. of this. I, know. Yes. I think it was on the 6th or something like that and it was our... We videoed it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like we were in on the, the video, couch. we're like working it out and then we're like, oh, we're on. Oh, we're on. Yes, I totally remember that and now we're back. Wow. So that was literally three years ago no way (laughs) (laughs) so a lot has happened in three years and i mean for both of us so much all of us all of us yeah both of us us. there's only we're just one yeah (laughs) the mary's a bunch (laughs) no i got a puppy guys just letting you know i need to let you know that i did try to meditate with him this morning and it didn't work out (laughs) so from last week's episode i know we discussed that we're gonna try and meditate with the puppy see if it worked it didn't so i'm going to try and keep the puppy asleep in the morning good idea right Mm -hmm. (laughs) i love your plan okay let's um move on from the puppy who is the cutest thing in the whole entire world but amber where do we even begin? I know we had a little bit of a conversation before about what we were going to touch on. And so I'm like, oh, I don't even know. But I think let's talk about the breath. I mm. think that this is a beautiful place to begin because it all begins with a breath. Mm-hmm. Mm. Just tell me why it's important to become aware of our breath. I feel there are multiple reasons, but the one that comes to mind that's top of mind for me is that the breath is the one thing that happens automatically in our physical being 
that we can also control, that influences our heart, that influences our vagus nerve, that influences our mind to be able to calm the mind, to be able to bring us back to stillness, to be able to fill up spiritually. Mm. So it's our direct pathway to both a physical, coherent balance an opening and clearing of the heart on an emotional and energetic level and then a filling up on a spiritual level to connect to something greater. And that's all within something that is both automatic within us to keep us alive Mm -hmm. and alive in so many different ways. Mm. So that would be probably my main love of the breath, which could go forever. I mean, that's so interesting, right? Like when you think about it, the body does so many things automatically, like digest our food Mm -hmm. and like do the right nutrients and all of this but yeah your breath is automatic and also it's something you can control it's something you can hold in it's something you can lengthen and Mm -hmm. deepen and something that yeah allows you to actually experience so much so much yeah and i think on that topic of you know these automatic things you know we can do it a certain way and it's really beneficial for us or we can do it another way Mm -hmm. and it actually can bring a lot of negativity to our lives. Mm-hmm. And I know, like, we're all naturally these days shallow breathing mm. up in our chest. Mm-hmm. And not only are we getting not getting enough oxygen, but we're also putting extra strain on our backs and then yep. missing out on all that good stuff. On all the benefits. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So yay for breathing. So how do you, like, what is your practice of breathing? I'm keen to hear because I know you're like, you know, there's this buzzword breathwork. Yep. Breathwork, breathwork, breathwork. And there's so many breathworks you can do. Um... Do you just have one that you do? I have a main one. And the entire reason that I started Carmine Co., my other business, is because I believe that every single human being should know without mm. a shadow of the doubt mm-hmm. that they do not have to suffer and that there is something they can do immediately within their own control in order to be able to do that. Mm. And that is from thousands of years ago, mm-hmm. um, the yogic philosophy, they teach us diaphragmatic breathing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also known um, the HeartMath Institute uh, has dubbed it coherent breathing. Mm-hmm. Um, at Carmine Co., we call it big belly breathing for, mm-hmm. the, for the visual aspect because we teach in um, corporates and with entrepreneurs but as well as kids, so mm-hmm. it gives that aspect. And so I combine um, my experience in, like, mindfulness-based behavioral therapy and my love of being able to fill up with, like, deep amounts of joy in that connection and that diaphragmatic breathing, and we call it the Carmine Technique. Mm. And it's combining diaphragmatic breathing, which is um, closed mouth, only inhaling through the nose and exhaling through the nose in an even rhythmic way. It's gentle, Mm so... Uh, in yoga, we sometimes think if you've been to a class before and if you experience breathing, people often they try to restrict or constrict mm. their throat and do ujjayi breath, Ujjah. which, you know, heats up the body. So it's <laughs> not that. It's like if I held my, you know, uh, cheek next to your nose I, or my ear, I shouldn't even be able to mm. hear. It should be mm-hmm. so gentle. So mm. it's that while you're bringing your attention to your body. So mm-hmm. you have a connected body. And all of your attention is really effortlessly, not a strained way, not a pushing, not a trying to push away thought or not think or clear the mind or anything like that. Just focus your attention gently on your breath. So these these three points create a calm mind, clear heart through that um, body connection mm-hmm. and connected body. So so do you breathe in for four and out for four? In for five and out for oh, five. five. Yeah, five. So I because I've um, practiced um, <laughs> breathing for such a long time. Yeah. I have, like, a, a bigger mm. um, tolerance to CO2 mm-hmm. and things like that. So, yeah, I do five in, five out. Sometimes wow. six in, six out. When yeah. I first wake up, I mean, though, it's, like, three. you can do whatever you want. 100%. Like, but as long it's, as it's, it's even. It's an equal thing. Yeah, yeah, I think in yoga we call it samavriti yep. in Sanskrit. Um, it's so simple 
And that is why it is a great technique. Yeah. <laughs> anyone. Anyone can do it. Before you learn to meditate, you should learn to breathe. Yeah. Yes. And I think the cool thing is, is that when you become aware of your breath, like, you really can realize how shallow you're breathing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, sometimes I'm holding my breath. Mm. It's like, I'll get writing this email back. Yeah. I'm going to hold my breath. Yeah. Like, why? Why am I holding my breath? Yeah. Or if we feel an emotion, like, that's uncomfortable, yeah. we'll go straight. It's like, yeah. it's almost mm-hmm. like when you hold your breath, when you have an emotion in you, all your energy, like, shoots up into your head and your mind gets really busy. Mm. And you, like, contract and you make things so much worse mm. and, you know, stories create and all that jazz. And, yes. Yeah, and it's such a simple thing. Like, if we know what to do when we feel that, mm-hmm. and, like, through all, like, lots of circumstances, I mean, all crazy circumstances, yeah, like, focus on your breath. It'll probably yeah. most, like, yeah, it will help, it actually. Will help. And, yeah, that's 100%. a really interesting, I guess, sciencey thing to to note is, like, when we don't breathe deeply, yep. it uh, decreases oxygen to our brain and, therefore, the way that we can make decisions is reduced reduced and we usually are in that fight or flight mode Mm. which means we're trying to run away from something and we're just like just get me out of here like that's all we want to do and so obviously if we're not really in a situation where we need to get out of here we're just like at our computer and writing an email back to someone who's been really nasty to us (laughs) yeah that's probably not a really good place to be no Mm. and it's like as you (laughs) no it sucks and you're going to be more reactive you're going to take things more personally because like as you were saying carl's like if Mm. you are not focusing on um, breathing through your belly you breathe through your chest you breathe through your chest your vagus nerve triggers into fight or flight you mm-hmm. go into sympathetic mm-hmm. um adrenaline cortisol mm-hmm. your amygdala is fired which is like your you know <laughs> lizard the, the reptile yeah. lizard brain. Reptilian brain and it's like what do i how do it's an automatic automatic state of defense mm-hmm. wow you know you're yeah. automatically going to project mm-hmm. feel defense feel de- feel offended probably criticize them in there in your head or criticize yourself wow. shame yeah. blame guilt it's just like you get on that shame train. Bloody you know? hell. And I oh, mean, I love and there's no, when you, I mean, if we're continually living like that, there's no way we can break through maybe <sighs> negative patterns mm-hmm. or something no. like that. Mm-hmm. Like There's no rest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's no way we can maybe self-reflect and be like, hey, like I'm doing this thing in mm-hmm. my life and it's mm-hmm. not really like serving me. It's taking me down this path. I don't even want to be down, but you like can't actually even like, you don't even know you're doing it and mm. you don't even know how to change it. It's your amygdala, you get hijacked. Yeah, mm. wow. Which I think, so this is a really cool thing. So any change really that we do want to bring into our lives, it can all start with like a breath. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we can really use our breath to create that fresh start, new beginning feel. And we can do that every day mm. um, if we are wanting to make a change. Mm. But really for the, the breath to me just allows me to feel more joy. Oh, yeah. Like, and allows me to be more present. And as you said, not take things personally. I think that's a really important thing to note. I think if we can all take a moment to reflect, in the moments where we have taken things personally, been really offended, Mm. we can probably note that we weren't breathing properly. 100%. Yeah, most probably. And God. you're just like, I, I'm so that, that habit in us humans, my gosh, it's annoying. Like, when I take offense so easily, because I'm like one of the humans who da- has always taken offense super easily. It's so annoying. Even, like, when I find myself doing it these days, I'm like, oh. Like, but, Amy, you're also so tender and gentle, <laughs> and I love that about you, you oh, know? It's also a superpower. Thank you, yeah. But when it's turned up too high, it becomes destructive. Yeah. Like, 
right? I just want to note that. Like, I know. I guess how good's that? Like, you know, your, <laughs> your strength can be your weakness and your weakness can be your strength. <laughs> like, that is the thing. Like, sometimes, and this this is a good thing. Sometimes when we're doing self-improvement, mm-hmm. like, you know, we're learning all these lessons, like, oh, the four things that I shouldn't do. One of them is I shouldn't take things personally. Yeah. <laughs> and then you start to be like, I take everything personally. Yeah. I suck. I'm so bad at this. Yes. This is the worst. Yep. And then you feel shame and you feel like, uh, like guilt, like you feel like, oh, like I feel guilty for doing this all the time, or you feel angry at yourself, mm-hmm. um, and then you just go down an even worse spiral of, I guess, negative self-talk. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about this obsession with self-improvement because I think it's something um, that has become more and more apparent with, I think, the rise of social media and the mm-hmm. rise of all the information that we're able to and get access to. I think to. it's very like much a thing in like American, mm. uh, Australian, Western, Western yep. society, yep. probably like this, yeah, this des- ever desire, like the desire that's always there to be better. And be more, more, more. Yeah. Or yeah, achieve totally. more, mm. uh, have more, mm. possess more. I mean, really it's all about the consumerist world we're living mm. in. Well, it comes back to something that we can achieve. Like that mm. sense of self that, because we're so wrapped up, we're very entangled with our mind and our emotions mm. up in the West. Like it's, it's something that we're all learning to actually, that level of consciousness is, it's, it's kind of, I don't know if it's at its peak actually. It feels very much mm. at its peak. feels, it's, you know, these cycles go for hundreds or thousands mm. of years in, in humans as level, like a, if we think about moving through like the chakra levels of mm-hmm. like you've got base fear, we're, we're really still playing and like, power and heart like you know oh, i am and heart we're still here sense. and we're learning expression so we're kind of playing between so these, in that but... solar plexus like everyone trying to stand in their power yeah <laughs> and it's and ever yeah anyway so exactly and it's just like this um figuring it out mm. kind of shit and it becomes spiritual materialism and um the i'm pretty sure it's robert augustus masters who talks about spiritual materialism quite well and so does chogyam trungpa i'm not mm. sure if either of you mm. he's a pima chodron's teacher oh, yeah, oh. Yeah. and um spiritual materialism is basically when you you know there's the either a spiritual practice or you in, enlightenment so to speak um become something to achieve which is just mm. another you know another ideal for the ego uh it's still power like it's and it you're chasing your tail. You're actually getting more and more mm-hmm. entangled. As soon as, um, so it become we we then spiritually bypass. So that when that happens, when the the priority is to overcome the inverted commas negative thing, like to you know overcome the shame spiral, mm. overcome um, taking things personally. Mm. When the priority is to get away or get over that rather than become intimate and mm. almost like embrace and integrate that as, you know, a- an aspect. And mm. then it's not, it's just accepted. It's surrendered. Mm-hmm. It doesn't become a thing anymore, mm. but then it's uncomfortable because you have to lean into mm-hmm. it at first. Right. Mm. So we, we bypass often because the idea is like, all right, I've got to overcome this. I've got to, mm, you know, yeah. uh, uh, do my shadow work and do the work. And, and, and it's just whenever it's like, cow shit you know if 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 you look at it and you pull it apart and you try and figure out where did this come from like what color is it like what you know what's in this it's you end up smelling more of it and it grows and grows and it festers right so when we look at something we fixate on say shadow work or we fixate on making ourselves better we create a paradox we create Mm. a charge and then so what we're wanting to overcome or move away from firstly we get fixated with and identify with which is never good because gets entangled in the world 
And secondly, it strengthens it. So anything we're trying to change, anything we're trying to get better at means that there's a presupposition that we're what we are or who we are or where we're at is not good enough. Mm. There's just, there's a presupposition. It's presupposed. It's known consciously or unconsciously. So therefore you are so dissatisfied with where you're at. Therefore there is shame within you. Mm. So you're running. It looks like you're moving towards something better, but you're actually moving away from shame because you don't like that feeling and it strengthens it. Whoa. Mm. So how do you, the resistance um, strengthens it. So then like, what do we do? Yeah. What's the alternative? (laughs) You know what? I think there's two things. We have to understand that our obsession with like doing the work or shadow work, um, firstly, that we're really entangled with it because there's this sense of seeking of feeling like, well, when we get there, because we're only doing it because we feel like when we get there, we're going to feel better. Yeah. We'll finally get there. We think that the grass is greener right yeah. there. <laughs> it's like, it's not. It's like, I'm not, I'm not good enough here. I want yeah. that. How true and is I mean, this? It's exactly the same as like all everything. Other yeah, yeah, it's exactly it's so the same. Funny. We just, uh, we're, <laughs> all we're the lessons are fucking wow. Yeah, we're wow. So if we look at the nature of what even a shadow is, it's it's a part of ourselves we're judging. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. How do we deal with anything we judge? We come back to acceptance and surrender. Mm-hmm. What is the easiest way to loosen the grip on judgment? It's actually to relax and enjoy. Mm. Yeah. So I think that is so much more important. Whoa. If not as much important, if not more, to actually come back and prioritize joy and increase our tolerance for joy, which will loosen any, like, inverted commas, judgment, which loosens, like, shadows mm-hmm. controlling much, which lo- loosens and dissolves shame. So that's kind of the work, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes oh, you'll meet a, a part a of yourself that's... Work. I know. I, so you oh, want to have more fun. fucking hard. You want me to enjoy more? But, 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 you know, no, but I'm going to say it is actually because, you know, like um, I'm, I remember the big leap, um, Gay, Hendricks, yeah, yeah, Gay Hendricks, he talks about, you know, our tolerance for um, yeah. earning money, our tolerance for feeling joy, our tolerance for feeling love in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And we all have a ceiling. Like we mm. all like we all reach a, a moment and we're like, this is too good to be true. Like this can't be right. And oh, then yeah. you kind of like go on self-sabotage and you kind of flip everything on its head and you were doing so well, but then something else smack it. Yep. Absolutely unravels. And so when you said that, increase our tolerance for joy, well, how do we do that? Like, how do we allow ourselves to feel more joy? How? I think maybe a lot of us don't realize that it's our natural state, mm. that it's not something we need to chase. It's actually, you said it before, Carl's, and you're talking about it, M, where when you breathe, you said you feel more joy. And I believe that when we breathe, the joy is naturally in there. It expands. Like it's, it's like mm-hmm. it, was it was always there. It. Yeah. And it sounds cliche. It really is. If you've ever done any grounding, like you go sit on the grass and you breathe um, coherently, your mind calms mm. down. It's, it's really giving yourself permission to experience that joy right now, knowing that that is our spiritual well-being. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not like an entitled birthright but i do think it is our birthright it's not like yeah i'm entitled to like we take that ego out of it it's just that that's actually your natural state come back to it we get Mm. so obsessed on improvement that we actually perpetuate our shame yeah and i mean and you can see it in people like i've met like i can see it in myself too Mm. but i can see it in many high achievers that i know who you know were dedicated to their work and i can see that actually it doesn't bring joy to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And 
like I love that it's like a thing that they're passionate about mm-hmm. that they love working on this but then you see the lack of joy and you're like well what's the bloody point of mm-hmm. this so I guess yes having that awareness and then knowing that like sometimes you actually need to focus on bringing joy mm-hmm. even if you love the work yeah because it's I think that's somewhere where even us it like we love addiction. our work we love our work oh you mean like work work even Sorry. yeah but it's also like you got to like do find joy in other places too because sometimes that work might not be joyful. Well, if you think about this, and I was um, had a coaching session with a client and she runs a massive corporation. She works in an industry of um, basically supporting organisations to have more wonderment in the corporate workplace. Mm. And That's fun. Mm, it's really incredible. And, um, and I said to her, is there any time in your life where you experience flow and joy mm. without having to have a deliverable before that? Mm. And she's just like, nope. I'm like, cool. You are literally outsourcing all of your sense of joy. Mm. And we, I believe truly this skill that we need to learn, all human beings need to learn and we should be taught in school is both breath work but also in-sourcing our own sense of joy within mm. because then we are not codependent with anything. Oh We're not gosh. codependent with work. We're not codependent wow. in relationships. We're not codependent on food. We're not they codependent need to teach on validation. Kids that. Yeah, well. So, yeah, so as in you don't experience joy from external factors, yep. you can create your own joy from your own inner world. And, yeah, I love that so much and it's so true. Wow. And, I think yeah. I need to – what? Oh, well, what should I do? Well, I feel like I need to do more of the joy. I mean, start with, like, <laughs> getting a list of ten things. You yeah. know, you said to me, well, you can actually – get a list of ten things of things that bring you joy. And joy might not resonate with you if you're listening with this. Just think, like, when you feel really light and deeply relaxed. Yeah. It's like right now you yeah, can I stop like in this moment and feel full that. inside. It's like because sometimes it's like, well, what does joy look yes. like? We all have an, an idea of what joy and is. And the word and joy can have connotations yeah, and that some people, aren't so good. Yeah, and some people might be like, well, it's like laughing hysterically. It's like yeah. it's like really high. No. Or no, it's more like this like contentment feeling yeah. almost. It's like, it's like, oh, like I'm, well. my shoulders are relaxed. I can breathe. I'm free. Like a yep. sense of freedom yeah. almost. I often think, and I teach this in my supercharge program because, and I call it supercharge for a reason, because we supercharge our own battery through things that bring us joy mm. or things that fill you up. And they're often very yin related, mm. right? We need to fill our own yin because the yin part of us, the feminine part of us, is its high purpose is to be love and give love. Mm-hmm. Now, if we are not doing that within ourselves, we will outsource it. Mm-hmm. So we must have that part of ourselves mm-hmm. so full. So we are so deeply full and content within ourselves that when we want to take action in our yang and and our or our masculine whatever, mm-hmm. we can be the container and we're coming from such a full charge place. It's mm-hmm. inspired, it's in flow. We're not doing it out of scarcity. We're not reacting. Mm-hmm. We're in flow. Mm-hmm. I love that. I like that. And I think that's interesting that you said, you know, a lot of things that recharge or refuel fill our own cups up whatever it is that you want to call it are more like that yin base so this like Mm. you know this like slow like uh easy going like flowing Mm -hmm. like i i would like when i think of yin i think of well i think of yin yoga obviously yeah but i think of like just like lying in the ocean and letting the waves like just like you know you 
just go over the waves. Like, there's no effort. Like, you're just letting yourself kind of just float. And I think, you know, like, I was away on the weekend in Brisbane. And even just, like, getting out of your life, like, your everyday life, like, that, I feel, can really welcome in joy. Because it's like you're not, like, go, go, go. Mm. Or you're not on your routine. Yeah. I think sometimes, like, stepping back, stepping out, you're changing it up. It's like that allows you to... To, like, give yourself permission to relax and feel joy, Mm -hmm. a different kind of joy. And that's a really um, important word to underline is permission because Mm. when you're used to um, receiving, you know, um, it's it's really like the dopamine hit, Mm. right, from Mm. delivering something and you might, uh, let's put it in a different context, not just, like, delivering work but the way that you look. Mm-hmm. or um, servicing someone else or mm-hmm. giving to someone else or being there or being that person. You know, we all have these little um, vices that are a personal um, behaviour that mm-hmm. we have learned to do or how to be in order to receive, like, love or connection or safety, mm-hmm. right? Wow. Mm-hmm. So um, we've done that for so long and it's worked, Right feeling fulfilled by us doing our job and we're really good at it. And I'm like talking about uh, the three of us. We're really good at it. So it can be hard to trust that you're going to feel good or inverted commas, Mm. get everything done if you prioritize that first. And Mm. there's like this fear that we have to get over because it's like, how could we actually possibly ever feel so, you know, alive and get it all done by prioritizing joy. It's like a part of us is like bullshit Mm -hmm. and we've got to, trust yeah yeah and mm. i think that's a big thing yeah trust and let go and surrender however you like what are, what are the words that resonate with you mm. but i think that that is a really hard thing to do because i think we and i i can see myself it's like yeah but i've got to do that i've got to reach that goal i've got to do that how do you even begin to i mean byron katie that, that shit <laughs> like is that really is true? true yeah can you absolutely really know true? it's true no okay cool then come back and it's you like you it. get to decide like well what do you want you can keep going no, down that's burnout true or you do it and now that is true yeah and i always actually ask myself this question and i i often give this to other people as, as advice i should take it myself it's like Did you I? can either <laughs> do this in a stressed out way or really like angry way or like a frustrated way where you're just like banging the computer because i'm i'm using my own examples i'm always banging at the computer I'm like gotta get this <laughs> or i could do it in this like really like ah oh, like how amazing like i get to do work that i love and this is so great i'm just gonna get this done in my own time i'm gonna get it done when mm. i get it done instead of like being like you have to get it done now yeah it's like and who makes that yeah, so you. i just i always like to picture it with like this like i'm at a fork and there's two paths. Mm. I can take that one or I can take that one. But they both end up at the same place, probably at the same time. But the journey, the line between A to B is very different. I mean, so which one am I going to pick? The turtle won the race, remember? True. <laughs> what happened to the hare? Uh, he fell asleep, got lazy. <laughs> he did. He was like, oh, well, and he fell asleep. And then... He needed some yin. I think it's the to- tortoise, <laughs> isn't it, in that? But it's and it's so it comes back to being you know, when people fight me on this, they're like, I don't believe you. I was like yeah. I'm like, you don't have to. I was like, you, you don't you can keep going like this way like if you're like I'm not 
here to convince you. It's like you have to really be ready to go, yeah, that's true. you know what, I don't want to fucking keep doing this burnout mm. cycle, like needing people's validation, having to scroll. Like it's a, And we forget it's a choice. People are like, but how do you do it? It's like you have to choose. Mm. Like and this it, is up to you. It's like, like it's what's on the point you. of doing it that way? Yeah. Like really? Because as we all know and as like I mentioned like every single podcast episode, life is one time. Like yeah. this is it. Man, we're all worm food in the end. Yeah. yeah. We're all like getting Dust. we're all dying like yeah. every day closer to our deaths. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what are we doing today? How mm-hmm. are we conducting our work? How are we living? Not our even lives? what it's like how are we doing what yeah. we're doing. I think yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean that's and that's the, the most important thing because it's like, okay, I can't I might not be able to change what I'm doing today. And like yes. you, you might not be able to change what you're doing today, but you can change how you're doing it. Yeah, like if you're in well, a you job. You can change that how you, you feel about it. Yeah, if you're yes. in, if you're in a, a job that you absolutely hate, but you you know, at the moment you don't really have an option B and you know that you have to pay bills and you know that you have a family and you know that you have to look after them. Okay, yeah, you might have to stay in that job for a little bit longer. How are we feeling about it? Well, yeah, and uh, we often delay feeling happiness or joy or mm. success or freedom until the circumstance changes. Mm. And that is what keeps us in the same circumstance because the real- we're always co-creating our Can you just repeat rea- that? Like, oh. come on, repeat that. Well, okay, what did I say? You said... So, um, we often wait to feel happiness, success, love, peace, joy until we have the certain circumstances that matches this rule. Mm-hmm. But we can actually experience that right now. We stop it. It's only us. It is us who is doing it because of whatever we're focusing on, whatever reality that we are choosing to focus on. And then, of course, just like the shadow work, etc. when we're focusing on that, it gets bigger and it perpetuates and the feeling perpetuates it changes the lens that we see the world through. Mm-hmm. So we see more of it. We experience more of it. And then we're fucking miserable. And then the story keeps going that we have no other choice. And there is no other option. Because I, I, I get that sometimes it feels like there is no plan B. Mm. But something in me wakes up and goes, there is there is always yeah. a choice. 100% there is always something else. Like we are always choosing it. And most of all, even if you've got like negative 20 grand in your bank account, and you want the reality where you want to be able to save 30 grand to save a house and your focus is on what you don't have and uh-huh. what you don't want, you'll get more of it and more of it and more of it. And it's very challenging at times for someone to go, like myself, to say, you can create the feeling of having that abundant amount of savings now within you and that's what's going to take you towards it. Yes. And people are like, what? But I have the opposite. I'm like, I understand that. You're still in charge of your emotional set point and you can do that because we all have an imagination. Yes. Uh, I love that. I mean, it changes. I mean, like, I think it's really interesting. I mean, we've all done a lot of work on this, right? Yeah. With money especially, Mm -hmm. like an abundance mindset. Mm -hmm. And it's really interesting when you meet someone who's back in that scarcity Mm -hmm. mind, lacking, and you're like, (gasps) which I can be. Like right before oh my, my periods, I just want to like, do you know what I mean? When yeah. that when oh, that darkness I'm, comes in, yeah, like, it's it comes super easy back. To pull back, it comes yeah. because, back, especially because that's been my default for like yeah. twenty five years. But Sorry, I, I think mean to no, 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 that's fine because it's so true. Uh, I just want to like Ditto. wanted to say how interesting it is when then you meet someone who mm. might be really in that lacking mindset and their language, and you're just like, whoa, like even your everyday words and how yep. you speak about not even about money directly but mm. other stuff it's like wow like you're so scarcity and then it's cool because then you start speaking your words and then you can start hearing them speak your words <laughs> yeah. yeah and it's like ah like this like is a ripple effect uh-huh. so it's like i think um you know, we get lots of questions about like, how do you deal with other people in your life that have different mindsets? And I think what helps me here is like, 
don't feel codependent like it's not your responsibility Mm, like and it's don't feel like that's going to impact you because you have the awareness and you can be like hey that's your stuff I'm not going to take that on I'm going to be here and like focus on my abundance and then you just be that and it slowly ripples Mm, out totally people get get the question all the time yeah yeah and it's it's oh what do I do when my partner you know when it's a close person I'm like well have you made the decision that you're not able to still feel abundant if someone else doesn't well you made that decision oh my god right like that would you like to keep deciding that decide something different like and that's the thing it's like choose again choose again (laughs) you want that one you're subscribing to that decision yes Amber but the reality is that this person cool I get it you can still choose whether or not that determines, like, are you a sovereign being or not? Is that determining mm. how you're going to feel or not? Oh, my belly's grumbling. <laughs> are you hungry? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew we needed snacks for Amber. <laughs> yes. Okay, I want to, um, pretty much we're not shifting gears, but I want to mention something because when Emma, you were telling that story, uh, I think what's really interesting is even when you work on your abundance mindset or you've done some work, one thing we've noticed, we noticed, I should say, because we've changed since going to your house, Amber, <laughs> oh. was like, you know, things were happening and oh, yeah. stuff was like coming mm. our way and it was really cool stuff. And we're like, oh, this is amazing. This is the best. Like, no, we'd we be like, this is crazy. Yeah, yeah, this, this is, is crazy. crazy. We're so lucky. Like, we'd say stuff like this, and then we said it to you when we walked into your house. Like, isn't it just crazy? Like, it's just crazy. And you're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then you told us something different, and we just were like, wow. Like, that's a whole different way of looking at things, mm. and it's really helped us again. Amazing. So when something goes really good or everything's going really well and you start saying things like, wow, this is crazy. Like, I can't believe this is happening. Or it's unbelievable. Oh, this is unbelievable. Mm. Like, oh, wow. And you're just, like, in shock. Mm-hmm. What is what is it that you say to yourself instead? It happened. It's happening. It's easy. It's effortless. And I love it. Mm. Mm. Like, this is normal. Like, it's, it's, uh, you want the yes. feeling. And that's why practicing getting in the emotional state, and you could say vibration, you could say frequency, you could say feeling mm. of what you want to create or achieve is so damn important because when you've done it enough times, the next logical step is for it to happen. Mm-hmm. And so then it, when it does happen, even if it's like reaching 100K in your savings or something mm-hmm. like that, you're just like, Yep, cool. Normal. Yeah. This is normal. normal, It's easy. It's effortless. And I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, Ah. I mean, it's yet such a shift because I was thinking, you know, me saying, oh, this is crazy. This is like, I can't believe this Mm -hmm. is happening was like a good thing. And it's not like, it's not good, bad, but like I thought it was an abundance mindset. But really when I think about it, it was, it was me not believing this is happening. It was me not thinking that I made this happen. It was me thinking I'm just lucky. This just is like a one-off, but actually it could be my consistent. Yeah. You deliberately created that Mm -hmm. and own that power. And that's why, you know, before when I said, well, did you, you, you decided that, you know, this means that you can't feel that way Mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, We're always co-creating our reality, whether or not we know that Mm. or whether or not we've been taught that and there should be no heaviness or shame or guilt or blame on that Mm. we're not taught this that sucks we want to change that that's why we're talking about things Mm -hmm. like this however 
it all works out perfectly and here we are. So now let's be deliberate about our creations. Let's be deliberate about deliberate about what we say. Let's be deliberate about what we feel by changing the way that we see the world and mm-hmm. choosing a new belief, choosing new reality, and then doing the actions that are available to us to get in alignment with that. Yeah, I love mm-hmm. that. And I think it's like, yeah, so we know that we can change our beliefs and know that like it doesn't have to be super duper hard because uh-huh. I think sometimes like when we are changing a like a really strong pattern it feels really uphill and that's because we've already like put it in our minds that it is so much work mm. but it really it's just an ongoing practice like right now I'm going to believe something mm. different mm-hmm. and then tomorrow now the next day now yeah like it's just like a continuous practice and being more aware and then that takes us back to the start when we breathe better and we focus and Mm. be more present that helps us be more conscious of our thoughts 100 Mm. and the reason that this is a constant practice and the breath is so important is because it is so easy as a human being to judge and get into judgment Mm -hmm. because the mind is it's a judging thing that byron katie talks about it's like Mm. Human beings are judging beings. We don't need to make a deal out of it. We just need to realize that we get to direct our thinking differently Mm. if we choose. We really are. I mean, look at everything. Like the church, for example. They're good. That's bad. Yeah. Like everything. Everything in boxes. Look at every like historically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're not right. You don't fit in. Off you go. Yeah. You're accepted. Yeah. It's like judge, judge, judge. Yeah. Wow. Mm And, like, we're doing that, like, all day, every day on little bits to ourselves, to people around us. Yeah, and if you think of the literal meaning of judgment, like, to make a judgment, we're trying to make a judgment call on something. Sometimes it's it's a decision. So it comes back to what are you going to decide? Mm. So we can deliberately use the mind's ability to judge something or to decide something or to choose something, Mm -hmm. and then that energy will be then, like, ripple back and co-create. Makes a lot of sense. Wow, Cool. Amazing. Okay, so now I do want to shift gears because okay. I have one last question for you. And uh, it is – we have time for it? Yep. Yeah. Um, it's about this, like, when something happens that is good or you make something happen that is good or you're followed a plan, like, you're trying to, like, bring a new exercise regime in or, like, you're trying mm-hmm. to eat healthy, you're trying to meditate and you've done, like, a week or two in a row and you feel really proud of yourself and you're like, awesome – I deserve a reward now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes mm-hmm. that reward can be, like, not really aligned with what you're trying to create. So mm-hmm. say, as, and as, an, and as an, uh, an example would be, okay, I want to eat really, like, wholesome food and food that makes me feel good and food that, like, fuels me with energy so, like, I'm vibrant and I'm awake and I can do everything, like, with joy. And then your reward might be, like, I'm going to go to the drive-thru and order, like, ten burgers. Yep. <laughs> So that tells me that you're suffering on the way to the goal Mm. and that when you get to the goal, your brain's like, cool, I've suffered, so now I can reward. And reward um, is, uh, I mean, you're treating yourself like a dog. Mm. You're training yourself to try and do something. We don't need to do that. Mm -hmm. We're at a different consciousness level. And that paradigm is – uh, punish, reward, punish, reward, punish, reward. It's, like, very old. It's very mm-hmm. um, World War One, World War Two. So, again, back to what we were talking about before, if we supercharge ourselves or we charge ourselves with our practices of feeling full and alive at the start mm-hmm. of every single day and we get into the energy and the feeling of being grateful and appreciating what we have and we keep lifting that, 
you're going to feel so alive and so good all the way to achieving the thing. And then you get there and it's going to be like a no brainer. Cool. I did it. Mm. There won't be a, a drop or a high. There won't be this imbalance that you need to try and counter within yourself and numb yourself or trying to fill yourself mm-hmm. up at the end with the 10 hamburgers. Mm-hmm. So it's not even a try to break that pattern of that what getting to the end and not doing the thing. It's actually changing the way you live your life entirely. Mm. Yeah, so changing the way you're going about doing the thing you want to do. Yeah, good change. So how are you doing the thing? Because mm-hmm. the, the way you're doing it is the reason why you're rewarding yourself. Yeah. yeah. And it's Come also- from your goals. Like, live from it. Yeah. yeah. Live from the feeling okay. of having I it. I like that. I and like then that. it's not having these rewards. I mean, it's like allowing them into your lives in a more, like, I'm just doing this because I want to do it. Like, you're choosing to do it. Well, yeah, life and- becomes the whole reward. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Yes. So it's like, you know, you could eat the, maybe don't eat the 10 burgers. If, if it's kind of like that level of reward, it's like a binge reward. Yeah. Maybe it's like, yeah, I'm going out, I'm going to just go crazy on all mm. this food and like overindulge. But it's like, hey, why not every now and again, when you want to, when you feel like it, have a small dessert mm. and like don't eat like a well, smorgasbord. Well, know that you're like allowed to have, yeah. have those foods. And it's not going to undo all yeah. the work. Like actually it's a necessity. I really, truly believe like, we can't restrict that, especially, like, like we're talking about food right now. Yeah. yeah. Like, I believe, this is my personal belief anyway, <laughs> like, we can't restrict ourselves God, from stuff. No. Like, if you want to eat it, eat, eat it. it. But just don't eat, like, 10 kilos of it. Come back to the 10 or I, I ask my clients to find 25 things that charge them, that supercharge them, right? Put a certain dessert or a certain mm. type of food mm. in there that you love. Do it. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then be like, fill it up. And the intention then... in the food, like have that, yeah. you know, this food is going to bring me joy. And yeah. As you eat it, feel joy. Yep. And like really yeah. taste the joy. You won't even want the fucking hamburgers. You won't want it. You so won't true. because you're so full yes. of, of, of like But I joy, do like great corn chips. goodness. I fucking love corn chips. Corn chips is a bowl of joy. They're a yeah. staple. But that <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Oh, I love no, this. No, but that makes a lot of sense. So yeah. check in with how you're going, how you're getting toward where you want to go. Yeah. Uh, even though right now you're already in the right place, that it, everything is divine. 100% right now. Everything is well. Uh, but it's like, yeah, of course we're allowed to make those changes, but it's like how we go about making them is the most important thing. Yeah. Not getting to the change. Yeah. Because we get there and then we're already like, mm, well. Yeah. It's okay. like <laughs> imagine like being in such a beautiful, balanced, fulfilled, abundant state. Like another one of mine is like it just keeps getting better and better. Mm. It just gets better and better. And that doesn't mean higher and higher like for the drop. It yeah. just keeps getting better and better and it's normal to feel this amount mm. of joy and happiness. It's normal. Oh, my God. Like I love so it. Good. Yes. I know. Another one of yours. Plenty more where that came from. Plenty more where that came from. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this has been so much fun, Amber. So where should everyone get more information about you and all that you do? Because I'm sure everyone's like, I want to know more. No. Oh. Thanks. Well, it's probably easiest. Um, probably Instagram is such, I was a, such say an that. easy platform. Yeah, you do, and you yeah, share and your you're goal. On there. Yeah, yeah, I'm on there. Um, if you're listening to this and Instagram doesn't exist anymore, then go, <laughs> I don't yeah, know. No. We never know. Yeah. Um, AmberHawken.com. So it's H-A-W-K-E-N, Amber, like the color, Hawken.com. Um, or Instagram is Amber underscore Hawken. And um, 
like the link to even calm my coma the business is on that instagram so yeah yay well thank you so much for joining us on the get married podcast amber it has been such a pleasure such a joy guys an honor thank you so much i love you guys we love you My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.